You're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi guys and welcome to Commissioning Conversations. I'm Heather Fallon. And I'm Alice Redman. We're both researchers and reporters for Broadcast Intelligence's Commissioner Index. This week we're talking US upfronts, factual commissioning at the PSBs and of course our green light of the week. So tune in to find out what's set to hit US screens and laptops this year and what's working in factual. Hi Heather. Hi Alice. Today we're going to go on a little trip across the pond to delve into all things US upfronts, which I believe has been consuming most of the last two weeks of your life. Yes, it has. (laughs) So for those not in the know, the upfronts are glossy advertising presentations given by the networks to kind of sell their ad space for the year. During the upfront presentations, networks tend to outline... their their programming slates and also some of their commissioning decisions so it's a really busy time for commissioner index because we get a lot of us news a lot of us updates and i had a week just basically adding all these programs Um, sounds like fun (laughs) it actually was because there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in the us and i think it kind of really mirrors what's happening in the uk so um yeah it was a lot but it was you've intrigued me do tell. So as someone who doesn't cover the US very much, could you just tell me what programs have intrigued you the most? And have there been any major changes in the way that US broadcasters are commissioning now? Yes, as I teased before, (laughs) a lot of change. I would say that Hulu announced some interesting stuff. Really looking forward to Immigrant, which stars Kamel Nanjani, um, who I absolutely love. I think he's a brilliant writer, brilliant comic, very talented and his wife as well and the film the big sick is amazing it's about their like how they their like love story which i just think is the most romantic thing you can do is make a film out of your love story but i've really digressed there (laughs) um so immigrant is about the founder of the chippendales which is and which was american indian entrepreneur and what i think really stood out to me as well as being excited to watch it um is that it really taps into what Craig Erwitch is doing at Hulu at the moment. He said during his upfronts that Hulu is the place meant to drive conversation and feature content that maybe isn't broad. It's not for everyone. Um, and I think he's really doubling down on that. And you can see that with some of the green lights that have been announced. Craig Erwitch is really interesting because he's a Disney commissioner. And he commissions for Hulu and ABC. And I think it's a great example of what we've seen happening in the UK and the US in terms of commissioners now, if you're under a broadcaster you have the ability to commission for different pots and different audiences and different channels even if previously those channels existed in completely separate planes I think ABC and Hulu in terms of their target audience are not in the same Hulu is you know cord cutting more millennial audience whereas ABC is broad it's all America you know it's Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 and things like that it's very kind of it's for for you know it's a channel for for a lot yeah it's a channel for everyone and um hulu in terms of original content has always skewed a bit more edgy and a bit more experimental with the stories it tells and you know it's still very focused on comedy and drama and abc is you know entertainment and all Mm. of that abc famously home of the extreme golf competition show holy moly so it really is i know 
it's if you are in the UK, you can't watch the show, but you can find compilations on YouTube, and I highly, highly recommend. And please, can someone bring that format to BBC? Yeah, just putting that out into the universe right now. Our commissioner index recommendation that holy moly UK version would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting as well. I actually find myself really drawn to channels now like Hulu that are kind of not celebrating niche but have a much more targeted output so when you go on something like Netflix and you have like the whole world at your fingertips and it's almost kind of overwhelming whereas I quite like that you know where you're at Mm. with a channel like Hulu and if you're in the mood for a certain type of content you just go on there and you find it. I've always been a fan of BBC too and obviously that's quite a broad channel but I like the specialist factual stuff on there I like the documentaries like normally I would skew more BBC2 than BBC1 but maybe that's just me (laughs) maybe I'm just strange I really enjoy that as a comment I skew more BBC2 than BBC1 (laughs) there are young people out there that like news Yeah, I suppose that you do, you do have your little, you do have like a television identity. Like, like you know, some people are more Channel 4 than ITV and some people are... Channel 5. <laughs> Channel 5. So one of the things that I have noticed from the US upfronts, just from trawling through PI program index, for those who don't know what I'm talking about... <laughs> is there seems to be a lot less comedy than in previous years, which I always find really disappointing because I just love looking at comedies and hearing new talented voices in the comedy department. But one of the my own personal highlights from the upfronts that I'm really looking forward to was the CBS reboot of Ghosts, which was originally made by Monumental Television for the BBC. Yeah, there's like a lot a lot of comedy remakes I think you know especially it's a really big thing to take a successful UK series and take it over to the US you know, Fox have rebooted this country um which I can't remember what it's called actually off the top of my head but it's called something different yeah what do you what do you make of um UK comedies moving over to the US and how they how they translate there I think there's a definite um tone that gets lost yeah I think I think like The Office is probably the best example of a show that they took over to the US and then translated it in a way that actually really made sense and now I have moved over to the dark side of preferring the US version of The Office but I think that's because like when you watch the first season it is a bit painful because it's it's just trying to be the UK version that's what that's exactly what I think I think once it stopped becoming the UK version or no, you're trying to be the UK version it um it then opened itself awesome. up to be a really good show and like I like it for its American sensibilities you know like the UK didn't have this notion of this grand sweeping romance between Pam and Jim it was a lot more subtle and realistic whereas what I love about the US office compared to the UK office is because I'm a big romantic at heart is this like oh my god they're meant to be their soulmate yeah if I'm emotional I can watch an episode and like be lovely I think you know when they remake it they really do have to reroute it into U.S. humor U.S. locations U.S. sensibility they have to change it otherwise it feels cringy and it doesn't work yeah I think I watched the trailer for the Fox 
reboot of this country and it was giving me a lot of Parks and Rec energy which I think is a good thing I think that's a good sign because I it just feels very like in your face America in some weird little village in in Mm. the middle of like mid-US territory and it looks really fun whereas um I don't know if this will be an unpopular opinion but I watched the trailer for I think it's called Us and Them which is the US remake of Gavin and Stacey and I hate it (laughs) it was so bad that they didn't even put it on network tv it went on someone this was like mid this was like way before streaming even was a thing and it went on someone's streamer to like quietly die a death (laughs) um which you know I think it probably deserved watching the trailer I also I've just just to note that the this country US remake is called Welcome to Flatch I found thank you yeah that was it Flatch Flatch which I think suits it. So I think I think the reason that just from the trailer, to be honest, because I didn't um, decide to carry on watching the series, was it was fairly word for word the UK version, but then with like a US version of Bryn just being like too much. And I... <laughs> there are some things and some personalities that only work because of the nationality you are, and I think a character like Bryn. Works because he's from a little Welsh town. Like, that's why that character works. But to steer things back to the UK, last week I spoke with Channel 4's head of factual Danny Haran, BBC commissioning editor B. Jalmaya Patel, and Channel 5's Guy Davies about commissioning at the PSBs. The panel was part of the Restart Conference, and that was free for subscribers to attend. It was a really informative panel with some great insights. So let's hear about what subject matters the commissioners are eager to be pitched. I think let's move on to subject matter. I mean, we've got, you know, commissioners, all of three of you have commissioned just such a wide range of things. You know, there's true crime, medical access, celebrity-led journeys, travelogue. You know, what are you kind of finding is overdone? What do you have plenty of appetite for? And what do you think is due a reinvention? Um, Guy, if we start with you, because you also have a clip for this answer. Yeah, um, just to sort of press, press you the clip, really, um, I think that, you know, you have to know your viewers. We're totally driven by what our viewers want. Um, and I think that there are, you know, there are a load of sort of classic areas which we will, you know, we will always do. As Danny says, you know, they're, whether they're our big sort of crime series, Police Hour of Duty, whatever, uh, or our other types of factual, uh, we'll, we will still be doing medical we will still be doing um, access, we'll still be doing crime, we'll still be doing specialist factual. Um, and I think that one of the things about access is when you've, you've, you know, you've got a bedrock of a lot of series that are returners. So, you know, we've now got five or six police shows, for example, that are all returning, which some three of which we started first last year in format terms, um, Hour of Duty, Suspect Number One, things like that. Um, and it's so. How do you do? You, you've got those. You've got your critical conditions. You've got your, you know, you've got your A and E. You've got that. You know, you've got those kind of genres which you definitely need because they're ratings bankers and the audience love them. The thing about access is where do you go next, uh, and how do we marry that with our populism? Um, and because we're not going to do just a series about a school or, but, you know, it, we, we have to have something that I think is, feels really strong and unique for the audience. 
And we've got a series coming up, which this clip is from, which is commissioned from Art Lab by Lucy, actually, um, Lucy Willis. And uh, it's called Submarine. And it just feels like a new space to be in. Uh, if you take what works, we know that military has worked well with warship. We know there's an, we know our audience love to find out, go behind the scenes, uh, how do things work? And it feels like a new territory for us uh, and a new place. I think the other thing that we're, I think true crime has changed as well. We've talked a lot about that. Um, I think a year ago it felt a little bit, um, you know, moribund really, the same old stories. Uh, I think now we've, we've moved on and the true crime slate is sort of feels very vibrant and uh, something that, again, when you're scheduling in terms of box sets uh, and events, I think that's become increasingly important for us. So yes, it's a staple, but I think it's been rejuvenated. Um, we've also seen our blue light shows doing really well. Um, and I think that that's something to do with innovation. I think we've reworked it, um, we, but we, we rely on those staples. I think all the terrestrial channels do. Uh, so it's a case of rethinking it, thinking about what the new formats are, what are the new innovations that we can bring in, whether it's with Air of Duty, it's the sort of ticking clock through the hour, sort of almost as live. Um, and I think that those those new formats have been very, very important for us to keep to keep fresh the classic genres. Um, I think celebrity led journeys, the travelogues, uh, you know, that's been a bit obviously foreign travel has been difficult. And I think the um, I think bigger talent is coming to us now. Um, and I think that there is uh, a way of doing travelogue which makes it again a big tentpole part of our schedule and we're we're continuing to work at that and i think it still excites the audience um so I, and it's and i think also we could think about how we can use big name uh, journeys as counter scheduling devices we do we rely on counter scheduling a lot um and i think those sort of big event pieces with the right names uh, can really work so again that's using what is quite a staple in, in, in an innovative and new way in terms of scheduling. Um, but I, and I think there's a pent up demand for that. I mean, whether it's because people want to see around the world or they want stories from different places, I think that that's something that's going to be uh, coming through. Um, I think we've been having success with some heritage, you know, bringing brands back. Uh, if you look at 10 years younger, I mean, that's a fantastic show and has been very very successful for us and so i think there is you know, I, I don't think we should uh kind of walk away from the staples i think that would be a mistake um and i think there is still appetite the key thing is to is to reinvent and reinvigorate um and i think that that's what you know that's that's what we've been doing brilliant and how about you danny what are you what is there lots of appetite for at C4 and what is due a reinvention? Um, we also rely heavily on medical um, crime, um, of which we will continue to do. I mean, we are trying to reinvent, particularly in the crime space and looking at doing some historic crime series. We're also looking at doing um 
trialing a couple more potential new returning series at 9pm in that crime space, which will come out next year. Um, there's clearly more police custody. I mean, police custody grows and grows and grows. It's absolutely huge and is doing um, around the 5 million mark per episode with consolidated and VOD viewing, which is really important and very important for a younger audience. I think for medical is really interesting for us because A&E continues, of course, um, and still does very well. And we're moving A&E to um, be filmed outside of London for the first time in its now 10 year, it's just turned 10 years A&E history. Um, but we're also doing a new medical box set, which we announced a week or two ago, um, which is a stripped event, very different from A&E, high octane, um, trying to get a sort of adrenaline rush across four nights in, in a week and see how that does. We're trying to get the best of both worlds by by stripping it across a week and box setting it. So trying to get all four and channel four numbers pretty high, which is a new thing we're trialing. Um, I think in terms of new space, we've got something in the school um, space that's coming out in August that Labour One are making for us, which is really interesting and definitely feels different. I have absolutely no idea how that's going to land, but it certainly feels very different. The kids are kind of amazing. It's filming kids in their last year of school and all the decisions that they have to make. And of course, it was filmed during the year of COVID, so it's been even more challenging for them and the production. Um, but we moving into um, coming out of COVID and looking at what we should be looking at from 9 p.m., we really are looking at the world of work, community, sounds such a boring word, but to make it sound interesting, I can't think of a better word, um, but how we work together, I suppose, um, and the world of work and benefits, I think is a really interesting area. And of course, a really big thing for us next year will be mental health, which we're going to put quite a lot of emphasis on. And I've got a sort of working group in my team now looking at what we should be doing. And that will probably be a combination of, to Guy's point, is sort of famous faces and maybe access series that we'll do next year. There's no doubt mental health is going to be huge. There's going to be a fallout, I think, and a big subject for the country next year and following years. Um, and family, I think, is another is another area. We've also got a massive, and part of the reason I've hired Anna Morales to come back to Channel 4 is to have a big focus on 10pm, which has been a bit of a gap for us. And I've not been particularly strategic in it if I hold my hands up. And the reason I say that is because it is a particularly young focus slot and has a very direct correlation with all four. So or at least it should do. And that is our focus. So, and we're doing a combination of series, mini series, part access, some, um, and, and some single films. And we are very much in the slightly entertainment first, so entertainment with purpose. That sounds like a terrible term and probably been used many times before, but we are trying to reinvent 10 PM actually. So Anna is, in charge of that obviously with me but yeah but she's 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 doing that oh, sounds exciting and beach how about you what's what are, what are you well, looking for so, 
Well, I mean, similar to what Danny and Guy said, actually, because the thing is with medical and crime, you know, they are perennials, they're staples, and they do really well with our audience, is the truth. So, you know, we, we were not going to say no to those. I mean, if you look at the success of things like forensics, the detectives reported missing, um, murder 24-7, you know, that continues and holds strong. If anything, you know, it's grown for those titles. And, you know, as I was saying earlier, what's really key for us is the reinvention and the thinking behind those titles. You know, access is, you know, bloody hard won by indies. And it's not the access that wins the commission on those subjects, it's the thinking behind it. And each one of those has a kind of clear, distinct selling point and innovation in it. And I think, you know, going forward, Beyond that innovation, I think it will also be interesting to see, like, particularly in the crime space, but also in medical as well, how you give that access real roots and a sense of place, which I think we could do more on. Um, on celebrity, I mean, we've got a good track record on talent-led singles, I would say, that's really grown over the last few years. But um, I think it'd be interesting to think how we convert that talent and what we've tapped into with those singles into scale using that talent. Um, I'm quite poppy by nature and I have a real, I have real envy over series like Gordon, Gino and Fred. You know, it's properly fun ensemble casting, they're fun to travel with. And I think it's interesting to see what Race Across the World has done in that territory. And, you know, I think it's an area to watch in terms of what comes next, because as Guy was saying, if ever there was an appetite for something we haven't been able to do, it's travel and it's who we want to be traveling with and how. And I'd like to see kind of what tips up over the next year in that space. So if you heard us talking about clips in that, they did show a clip during the panel. Obviously, we can't show you the clip and also it'd be weird just to listen to it. So we've cut that out just to make you aware. But it was a really good discussion overall. And there seems to be, you know, they want to find a way to innovate in the schedule and carry on doing their usual medical and crime, but just in new ideas. And they also want to go into new areas that should resonate. There's just lots of takeaway and obviously all of their profiles are updated with all of that information on Commissioner Index. And it was expertly chaired by you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's round this off and I would like to talk about your green light of the week, Heather. Yes, so my green light of the week is it's actually a Discovery Plus show by Scott Brothers Entertainment and it's called Trixie Motel. I don't know if I've even had a chance to discuss this on the podcast but I am the biggest fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. There is a drag queen from the US series called Trixie Mattel and this Discovery Plus show is um, a series about her investing her life savings into a rundown motel in California and all the renovation that she's doing with her boyfriend David who's the co-owner and they basically are trying to make this like ultimate drag paradise out of a motel and I just think it sounds amazing I need to watch this show 100% will be watching that with you. I'm actually very tempted by a Discovery Plus commission at the moment. There's just so much good stuff coming out and being announced. So for my green light of the week, I realise I am a millennial broken record when it comes to this person. <laughs> it is Dolly Alderton, but I am beyond excited for everything I know about Love, the series. The it's adapted from her best-selling memoir. Um, it's fictionalizing it's fictionalizing it though, which I think will be a really interesting kind of thing to look at. So it's kind of ch giving characters to the memoir instead of it being about Dolly Alderton, because I can imagine adapting your memoir to be a drama could be tricky at the best yeah. of times. Also weird to like pick the person who's going to play you. I yeah. imagine. <laughs> God, who hey, would you want to play you in the, your TV memoir adaptation? 
Oh my god, I don't know. Someone, <laughs> someone gorgeous. <laughs> Literally like the fittest person ever. So if you guys want to find out more about all the latest Green Knights, including those that we've discussed today, as well as the full strategies and pitching details of the commissioners featured, be sure to check them out at broadcastintel.com. And we are always interested in having guests and people join us for a chat. So if you want to come onto the podcast with us, or you might just want some more information about Broadcast Intel, or just what me and Heather are up to, um, you can drop us a line at firstname.lastname at broadcastnow.co.uk. Heather Fallon, Alice Redman, and we'll be back next week or as soon as we can get down to record. We realise we are on a very um, non... We're on an erratic schedule. We're on an erratic... We're busy. and We're trying. (laughs) But hopefully we will be back with more and we've got some exciting guests lined up and I can tease that. So we'll speak to you next week. Happy pitching. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more, but in the meantime, don't forget to check out all the latest commissioning briefs and program green lights at broadcastintel.com. Bye.